Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a hot-headed teen with a penchant for arson, Gimli, an admirable father seeking to reunite his family, Elodie, a fun-loving baker with a whimsical heart, and Schmidt, a courageous young man searching for his purpose with a duck. Together, they make the Quacko Paco, and this is Dunsparce and Drampop. After leaving Granite Cave following a lengthy spelunking expedition, the Quacko Paco used Elodie's Hoopa Ring to leave Granite Cave, telling a surprise Jim Lee that they will reunite later. Elodie and Cindy found it pertinent to inform Officer Delaney with the Duford Police Department that not only do they intend to pay off their debt to the Carpenter family rather than enduring the full legal process, but that they also have a suspicion that Team Neo Rocket Galactic may actually intend to blow up the moon, as originally rumored by admin Uranus and formerly dismissed by the Paco. Thanks to the charms of the girls, Delaney was fully convinced of this conspiracy and summoned a news team to interview the half of the Paco. However, the interview was twice interrupted by a mysterious creature using psychic powers to prevent the information from being disseminated. This discouraged field reporter Gabby, but cameraman Ty felt there was a story that had to be shared, and captured a small snippet on his Rotob phone. Meanwhile, Gimli and Schmidt shared some tea with Omari at his place while he evaluated the treasure that they collected during their expedition. After the party reunited, they elected to camp out for the night, just outside Omari's house. Elodie, Schmidt, Gimli, and Cindy... Is there anything that you would like to do or discuss before turning in for a slumber? Wow, there sure are a lot of Corsola. Yeah, roll a perception. <laughs> so you can know how many Corsola. 19. Yeah, there's a lot of Corsola, guys. It almost seems like perhaps they've settled on this island here, um, and they are reproducing, as there seems to be many, many more of them than you feel like you originally brought. And there are lots of plenty of little small ones as well. And they waddle around very slowly because they have stiff limbs. They don't really have limbs. They're just kind of a blob of coral. And the whole every step they take, they let out a little coo. They're, they're very cute and they're slightly noisy. And it doesn't seem like an ambient noise that you will have too hard of a time sleeping through. But, you know, it's, they're very active. Let it be known that as uh, the Paco are putting away their, their things and Elodie tucks away the note that she found in her apron pocket um, that says, Stay safe in a cursive handwriting, that she realizes that it is, in fact, the same handwriting from Symmetra's journal that was collected at Draconid Falls um, after the incident, <laughs> in quotes, the incident being the uh, uh, attack from Deoxys, following Schmidt's revelation of being Lorekeeper. Let's have a sleep. So we are going to have, in fact, a long rest. I think I would like to take this moment to get a d20 roll from everybody, a straight d20. Because I love rolling ominous d20s. Yeah. Everybody's all healed up and everything. Depending on these on rolls. The <laughs> uh, yes, we can expect I just a, really want a Cookie heal. to not be dead mm-hmm. or not be knocked out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Natural 20. Okay. Oh, nat 20. <laughs> Two nat 20s. Two nat 20s. Uh, the natural 8. Just a straight d20. The natural. A natural 8. Just a straight d20. Yeah, just a straight d20. No modifiers. 13. 13. Okay. Cindy and Elodie got the 20s, right? No. No. It was, the, it was uh, me and Elodie. Oh, Gimli and Elodie. Okay. So um, there's going to be some events that are rolled based on these, and you will be privy to all of them. Cindy and Schmidt may not be doing so. Um, you all do get your full rest. You all can fully heal yourselves, your party, pee-pee, everything. So congratulations. That's very, very good. 
Oh, good. Cindy is in a lot of pain. She's probably still going to be sore. Okay. Let's see. Based on your roles, we will start with Schmidt's, quote, encounter first. Um, And because Cindy did not get a 20, I will have to deafen temporarily. I am sorry. See you on the other side. Bye. Okay. Um, Everyone's having a good old honk shoe. Uh, And then at some point, a couple hours into the night... It's relatively quiet. There still sounds like there's some activity at the community center. Schmidt is snoozing away, and he feels a, a, a wet feeling on his face, concentrated on his cheek. Does he awaken? Uh, yes. Okay. Schmidt stirs, and this causes Gimli and Elodie to slightly stir, thanks to their 20 rolls that they made. And Schmidt wakes up to a quadrupedal white-furred creature right in front of his face. Look at him. Uh, it has a strange appendage coming out of its head that looks somewhat like a scythe it seems vaguely familiar but not a pokemon that you've seen before it's just looking at you and licking your face is the scythe also white or is the scythe the yang to the yang are you asking what color the scythe on its head is yes um it is a primarily white quadrupedal pokemon uh its face the scythe on its head its tail its toes and a small spot on its forehead are a deep blue and the rest of its body is furry and white. Mm-hmm. That's a good old-fashioned Absol, sounds like. It looks at you with deep red eyes. It's making eye contact. It looks non-aggressive, but it just wanted to wake you up. Okay. Hey, buddy. What you got going on? Do you ask this? Yeah. Yeah, roll a Pokemon handling. Dirty 23? Yeah. This creature makes eye contact with you, stops looking in your face, um, looks at you very, like, in a knowing kind of way, like, as if it is it recognizes you, um, and it turns around, and it faces towards the northeast, and it steps away a little bit, and it looks over the horizon, uh, and then it looks back at you, Schmidt. It stands in front of you, it turns its body fully to face you, um, and it nods, and it appears it is about to leave. Do you do anything else with it? Would you like to make any other checks? Do you wish to have more of a conversation? It pointed to the northeast? That is correct. Oh, uh, what's northeast of Duford? Sky Tower? Uh, the Haunted Boat? The rest of Hoenn? Pretty much everything else, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the entire continent, yeah. Yeah. Can I deduce any specific direction? Sure, yeah, you can do like a... Definitely an intelligence check. I'm not sure if there's a particular... Yeah, we'll say investigation. If you want to, like, really pinpoint um, where this creature was pointing, perhaps. Yes. It's going to be hard to get much out of it, but let's see how you roll. Uh, maybe. You said investigation. Correct. Which I am proficient in. Look at that. That's a, ooh, that's a plus six. Look at that. Oh, God, math. 19. 19? 19. 19 is pretty dang high. You gather from, like, its wistful look much off in the distance that it is, you, like, track its eyes, and you get the feeling as if it's, like, seen into the future or just very, very far away, Um, and it's tracking something. Its eyes are following a movement that is going from northeast to southwest. From northeast to southwest. Southwest being your relative location. location. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Some shit's coming straight at us. If that is how you wish to interpret it. Uh, okay. Anything else with this creature? No, I think I'm good. Okay. It gives you a nod, 
and it bounds away with impressively large leaps, um, jumping on top of people's roofs, but it does so silently, um, and it disappears into the night over towards Granite Cave in the forest of Duford Town. Let's get Cindy in. Hello. I'm allowed to hear now. Next, I'll just go in the call order. Gimli, uh, you rolled a 20, correct? I did. Okay. Um, you're sleeping. You're honk and You're feeling very rested. Um, at one point in the night, you notice as you're like leaning on your side that something kind of sharp and rocky has curled up into your arms. Um, it appears that a Corsola is joining you for a sleep. Do you do anything regarding this? <laughs> um, I'm used to sleeping with rock Pokemon, so just like oh <laughs> nice little deep snuggle like it's a little stuffed animal to me okay great you continue to sleep um in this time you might notice the situation that schmidt experienced and a few hours later you know you're outside so sometimes you might stir for a little bit and you notice that uh you are now surrounded by many corsola uh, there's probably oh. about a dozen or so that are just around your body and on top of your legs uh sleeping away do you do anything about this nope okay fantastic They're my buddies let it be known that as we continue to review other people's sleepy time experiences, that by the time that you all wake up, Gimli will be covered with Corsola, sleeping soundly. Excellent. Very good. We'll move on. Elodie, you're going to start me off with a uh, a good old constitution saving throw. No, intelligence save. Oh, boy. Intelligence save. Oh, oh boy. My favorite. An intelligence saving throw. Um, 17? Okay. You've done pretty well, so your sleep will not be impacted by this. Unfortunately, Elodie, you have a bad dream. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Um, you get a similar sensation that you had when you were in Draconid Village and you interacted with part of Sam's journal that seemed very like strange and off-putting, and it caused you to faint at that time. And you get a similar vibe. Um, your vision kind of swirls into a, a purplish-red darkness, and you have a major feeling of anxiety. Uh, the primary... Roll me, roll me a wisdom check. Wisdom. Oh, that's another natural 20. That's insane. Um, you have the profound feeling in your brain. Like, you're not witnessing a, a, a sequence in your dream. You just feel kind of a darkness, like a bad energy. And the emotion that you are feeling is as if you were posed with a really bad lose-lose situation. The, the emotion in your head is as if someone gave you a choice that you had to choose and neither option was good. Um, and it's a really awful feeling. And nor in other circumstances, you might lose sleep, but you rolled well on your save. So your lawn rest will not be impacted. Uh, you do stir at a moment and you kind of notice that something is going on with Schmidt. He's interacting with the creature. And you also notice that Gimli nearby to you is just piling up with Corsola throughout the night. But besides that, um, you do manage to feel rested, but you don't feel good. You have a bad feeling on your mind. And that's pretty much okay. that. Uh-huh. Uh, Cindy, roll a perception. 16. 16. Great. At some point in the night, you can hear your uh, party members honk-chewing and honk me 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 but you're at a point in your sleep cycle where you are easily stirred. Some revelers from the community center, you can hear that people are leaving for the night. Perhaps it's like 4 a.m. or something. And mm -hmm. you hear, uh, you know, people's salutations as they say, you know, get home safe, adventurer. And like, it was great to see you, adventurer, and things like that. Um, and two people are walking home as you are sleeping kind of in a residential area. And you hear something interesting. You hear the sound of your and Elodie's voice coming from a phone. Um, and you hear two young people, a man and a woman, 
who seem to be going home for the night. And one of them says, did you see this video on Joel TikTok? And the woman says, no. And, and you hear this video repeating, and it is yours and Elodie's voice. It seems that Ty has uploaded his interview, in quotes, with you and posted it to Joel TikTok. And many, many people seem to be watching it. It seems that it is becoming a viral video overnight. Excellent. Roll me an insight. Six. Six. Okay. You can't really tell, based on their little conversation as they walk by and you listen in, if these people or the general vibe of the video is if people are taking it seriously or they think it's very funny. Um, you can't really tell. Yeah, You can hear them scroll through in the video loops and there's like duets, so to speak, where people are like, this is such a crazy situation. Like, who would have thought of this? And then a duet goes by and they're like, there's no way this is real. Why, like, why are we even talking about this? This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And so it seems like there's a lot of discussion about this viral video, but you can't get a pin on it on if people actually care or they think it's a meme. Okay. And I think that's all of our sleep activities. Congratulations, everyone. Um, as I... As I said, full heal. Uh, it's for a couple sessions now. I've wanted to talk about our level ups after encountering Jim Lee and just kind of review what's going on. And considering it's a new morning and everyone feels refreshed, I would love for us to talk about our new passives and whatnot, um, both for the listeners and for ourselves, just so everyone is aware of what everyone is capable of. Because our last level up was kind of big. We got some stuff from that. Um, does anyone want to go first? Uh, sure. I guess Schmidt will go first because I got a couple things now. Yeah, let's talk about it. Because uh, that was my second long rest since I got the arm, correct? That checks out, yes. So I no longer have disadvantage on anything using the arm. That's correct. And I gain plus two to strength and con. That is correct. You've gone through a traumatic amputation, and you've gained a prosthetic, which was difficult to control. And through some adventuring and some help from your friends, you now have complete control over it, and it makes you stronger. I got a new passive. Schmidt has uh, evasive stance. Schmidt and his Pokemon level 10 or higher may use their bonus actions to impose disadvantage to being targeted by one enemy they can see. Uh, oh. As long as no other combat specific damage are at play. Being flanked, being prone, etc. Uh, and Quacko got self-sharpening leak for each critical hit scored by Quacko in combat, he gains an additional plus one to hit on every attack roll, stacking indefinitely until the end of combat, or until Quacko is KO'd. The bonus to hit does not impact the chance to crit. Uh, Quacko's dex increased by one. Oh, just in general, it increases by one, and the dex limit increases by the same amount. Pretty cool. That's uh, that's all the Schmidt bonuses? Yeah. yeah okay. That's Schmidt Quacko. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. I like it. Anyone else want to share with the class? Yeah, I could go next. Okay. What'd you get? I got two things. Uh, first one was uh, uh, Reckless Attack and Stalwart Defense. Mm -hmm. So when instructing a Pokemon level 10 or higher, Gimli may consume the Pokemon's bonus action before their action is taken to either attack recklessly or defend impenetrably. Attack recklessly gives uh, advantage to attack rolls, but also advantage to hit uh, self. Oh, wait. That's a weird to way be to hit. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. the same as reckless attack in five e. Right, and then um, and then impenetrable defense imposing disadvantage, uh, to hit but also disadvantage to attack. So you can make one extreme or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, this lasts until the start of the user's next turn and can be used any, any number of times equal to Gimli's proficiency bonus per long rest. Pretty uh, cool. And then Trevor got a new thing, fortitude. 
Uh, when Trevor is subjected to an appending successful Pokemon status effect, such as poison, sleep, freeze, etc., roll a d20. On a result of 11 or higher, the status is not applied. And then Trevor got a plus one to strength, and the strength limit was increased. Neat. Very cool. Ellie, Cindy, what did you get at your level up? Um, I got a Colossian Hospitality um, for Elodie, which is that... Uh, healing move PP by all Pokemon 10 or higher increases by 1.5 times. And healing techniques administered by Elodie or Pokemon level 10 or higher may be administered as a bonus action as long as the target is not Elodie or a Pokemon she has caught at the expense of one additional PP. And then additionally, the healing rolls made by Elodie and her Pokemon level 10 or higher cannot be lower than two on an individual die. And if one is rolled, it becomes a two. Pretty so, neat. Yeah, more heals for sure. Major healing happening. Yeah. Um, I don't think I asked this before, but I thought of it while I was reading it. Does this count for like moves that both damage and heal, like draining kiss? Yeah, if, if it's used as a heal in that context, if that makes sense, you'll just consume extra mm-hmm. PP. Did Cabbage get a thing? Yes, I was about to get into that. Um, Cabbage got a cool thing, an irresistible charm. As a free action, once per long rest, Cabbage puts on an otherworldly display. With flavor at my discretion, forcing one Pokemon within 60 feet to make a DC 16 wisdom save. On a fail, they become captivated and must use their movement to move towards Cabbage as soon as they are able. Then Cabbage is allowed, but not required, to give a suggestion per 5e rules. Uh, And then also Cabbage's charisma increased by one. Neat. A proper charm. Cabbage is irresistible. Yeah, I would say so. Um, an LED passive that I definitely have not been tracking that I'm curious if you have <laughs> is Baker's Dozen. I kind of forgot about it. Have you been? Honestly, I, I don't think about it like much, but like whenever I do roll a 12, I feel like I do. Okay. As long I'll as you're that. keeping tabs of it, because I'm kind of forgetting because that, that applies to any 12 for any reason. You can make it a 13. So I just wanted to make sure it was on the mind. I shall remember. Last but not least, Cindy, what did, were you granted when you leveled up? Uh, Cindy is now a firebender. And what does that mean? Um, <laughs> whenever a Pokemon committed by Cindy level 10 or higher uses a move that requires a DC save, she may choose a number of non-hostile people or Pokemon of a total amount equal to her proficiency bonus who are caught in the range to save with advantage. If the chosen characters make the save, they suffer no effects from the attack at all. If the chosen characters fail the save, they take damage as if they had passed schmidt did you hear that one <laughs> what was it accepting the terms and conditions of magma storm just got better yeah the <laughs> to i don't know if many of you are familiar with 5e this is more or less a version of the evocation wizard sculpt spells where when you have friendly creatures in a spell's range they're more likely to not take damage from it and if they make a save when a save is required they just suffer no ill effects so I just wanted to make sure that the party was aware of this mechanic because this is pretty, everyone has a pretty significant level up, but this one for Cindy is pretty, pretty big as far as recklessly doing things as a group. what do you get for Soli? Soli got Hexing Flame. So once a target has successfully been dealt damage from a fire type attack by this Pokemon, all subsequent fire type damage from Soli will ignore any type resistances or protective effects that aren't immunity until either Soli or the target have been KO'd. Soli's wisdom increases by one, and the wisdom limit increases by the same amount. Very cool.
thanks for that, everyone. Just wanted everyone to touch base and see where everyone is at, and also so that the listeners get a little bit of an idea. So that being said, we've reviewed all of our nighttime activities. Um, everyone got a pretty good night's sleep. Everyone has a full rest. Very helpful. Uh, it is morning. It is perhaps 8 a.m. around there, 7, 8. People are stirring. It must be a weekend in Duford Town because there's not a ton of activity. You hear the sound of wingle chirping. There's a salty sea breeze, which is so nice compared to the, the long day that you spent in Granite Cave. It is very refreshing. You all start to stir. You notice that Gimli is covered in Corsola. Is this an issue for you, Gimli? Do you do anything in particular about this? As I yawn, I start to like move them off of me like, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. sleeping through family. Yeah, they, they kind of clack together, um, but Corsals yeah. are always smiling, you know, so they don't mind being pushed around. And a couple of them start to coo, and if no one was fully awake at that point, so then everyone is for sure for now. Elodie, make another intelligence check. That's a 13. Elodie, you feel rested, but something is wrong. Uh, adventurers, I'm about to set a timer for an unknown amount of time. How will you begin your day in Duford Town? All right. Um. Well, we've got to meet back up with Jim Lee, right? Can I begin my day by investigating Elodie? Sure. Please give me a roll. A uh, natural twenty. Yeah, something Yo. wrong. You can something is uh very wrong with Elodie. Not like she's sick or she's been poisoned, but just she's like pre-panic attack mode like something is not right in her brain okay i I sit her down and i'm like elodie you doing okay what's up i i feel as though something bad is coming or maybe something bad already happened and now the consequences of that are coming oh uh i will we're on talk yeah i will also tell elodie uh, what happened with the, uh, the Absol last night? Oh. Oh, no. Do you think, do you think that means NRG is on their way here? Uh, something, I think, is on its way here. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. We were on we Joel TikTok, guys. Like, we were on Joel TikTok. <laughs> that was probably a really bad decision. Um... Oh, now you're having a bad attack over it. All the other bad decisions, so let's not. Everything else has been fine, but being on Joel TikTok, my biggest Oh, man, we can go viral, dude. (laughs) Okay. All right. So there's two ways we can go about this, right? One is we can just pretend everything's fine and just go about our plan as we normally would have. And two is that we can get the hell out of here as quickly as possible. We need to pay the money so we don't go to jail. Don't we have like two weeks to do that? I feel like there are more pressing issues, like, you know, the end of the world. So. I mean, if there's no Helen, we can't go to jail. <laughs> my issue right now is, if we bail, do they just destroy Duford looking for us anyways? Oh, shit. Well, then the debt disappears. That's above table. All right. I didn't do the voice. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I have the disclaimer. Oh no, absolutely. I can't leave my boy behind. I think we need to be really aware so we can't be failing any perception checks that are asked of us. Sydney says that in character, yeah. <laughs> you don't have the voice disclaimer. <laughs> so we just need to be hyper aware of our surroundings and uh, 
do the best that we can. Cindy, roll a perception check. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) 17. Uh, You see an old man with a hunchback. He's wearing brown suspenders. Uh, He's got those wrinkles that make it seem like his eyes are always closed. Uh, He's walking back into the residential area. It seems like he just stopped by the market. He's got a basket full of root vegetables. Uh, He's got a carrot, some potatoes. um, And he's got a little Pokemon walking beside him. It's like a little pink dog. And he gives a wave to you and everyone. He says, good morning, adventurers. Beautiful day, huh? There is. (laughs) So beautiful. (laughs) Put him on the sus list. I tackle him to the ground. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What do you know? (laughs) How do you know it's going to be a good day? What do you mean good morning? (laughs) I'm panicking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he doesn't take notice of your panic. He just exchanges a greeting because, well, you're in his town. He's going home. He's he's got some groceries. He's going to cook something up. The little dog beside him him lets out a little bark, uh, a little friendly broof. And he walks on by nice and slowly, stepping over some corsola carefully on his way back to his home. Um, Cindy, it seems like, you know, despite the discussion that's occurring within the Paco, tranquil, nice, calm day in Duford. The sun is out. The winglers are squawking. The corsola are having a good time just waddling around aimlessly like they tend to do. Um, everything seems fine. Okay. It's fine until it's not. It's fine. We had a Pokemon with us that warned us. That there was a storm coming. It was a police Pokemon. What was it? Wasn't it Delaney's? You can, uh, yeah, you guys can talk it out. Gothitelle. Gothitelle. Do you think we could check with Gothitelle? Probably. Does everyone go on down to the police station? I think I'm okay with that. Maybe Brandon will be there. That's so true. The the height of my worries right now. (laughs) We also got to worry about uh, Jimble. Oh, Jim Lee. Um... Oh, God. This is like the worst case scenario for a party split, though. We can go to the police station and then go to find Jim Lee at the hopefully exit of the cave. We'll see. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully we communicated that. Okay. Oh. I'm on board. Police station it is? Yeah. Okay. Very good. To the police. The Paco gathers their bedrolls and tucks everything away. They have to cook away some some Corsola to the side. They don't mind. Uh, as always, they are smiling. Uh, you walk southwards. You're up in the residential area that was kind of to the north, and now you're going south, down past the Pokemon gym, all the way to the little quaint police station that you've spent an unusual amount of time here, considering the length of your stay. <laughs> uh, you do enter, and you see a groggy Delaney, maybe perhaps pulling a double, night shift, day shift, perhaps they are understaffed. She has bags under her <laughs> eyes, and she's nursing a cup of coffee. Also there, looks like filing some paperwork behind a desk, is Brandon. So we're joined by uh, Delaney and Brandon. Delaney sees the four of you walk in, and she is uh, not delighted. <laughs> She's not upset, surely, but she knows that uh, there's a certain amount of activity that follows you guys. Um, and she says, good morning, adventurers. What can I help you with today? Oh. <laughs> can we have Gothitelle do a vibe check? Uh, roll a charisma persuasion. Ha. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> ha. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. What's persuasion based on? Charisma. Yeah, Riz. <laughs> Three. That's a five. <laughs> That's uh, sick. Delaney looks you over and she says, well, you all have a, a warrant. Not for arrest, but you're, you're subpoenaed, technically. You're going to pay off this debt, but you're still technically 
on the the fringes of of criminal behavior. I can't just lend you my pokeball. It's like giving you a weapon. Oh, not not to lend us. Just like if you don't mind having Gothitelle be out just a moment to see if maybe she sees anything <laughs> unfortunate in the future. That wasn't ominous at all. <laughs> <laughs> or threatening at all. One more persuasion. Oh, this is going to be so bad. She's going to think I'm evil. I'm tempted to say disadvantage because of the way you delivered that. Yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, so already bad. But, Do yeah. the emphasis roll. Oh, my God. Ooh, emphasis roll. We could try it. Do you want to give that a try? Well, I rolled a yeah. seven and a six. My Christmas plus three. So okay. Whatever, whatever you're feeling, it's not much of a difference. <laughs> okay. Delaney clutches her Pokeball that contains Gothitelle, and she says, "You know, not for you, but I just think based on this situation, I would prefer to have Shadow Tag active. So yes, we're going to send out Gothitelle right now." And Delaney sends out her trusted Gothitelle. Uh, it comes out of the Pokeball and it lets out kind of a shimmer sound. It's like. And it uh, looks you over, and it has kind of a funny face. Gothitelle's a funny-looking Pokemon. Um, and you all kind of get the feeling that uh, you can't walk too far away at this point. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also at this point when Gothitelle comes out that Brandon lifts his head from the paperwork, and he looks over at everyone, and he says, Oh, good morning, adventurers. Good to see you all. And his last uh, lingering eye contact is with Elodie. <laughs> lingering. <laughs> eye contact. Sorry. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, we're very much too. focused on Riz in the middle of this panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, crazy. Ellie probably like she probably says "Good morning" very absentmindedly. Like she's she's a little preoccupied. Yeah, that's fair. With Gothitelle out, Delaney says, "Sounds like you've got something to report." So I'm happy to hear it. What's going on? Well, who's gonna, who's Schmidt gonna tell talk about? <laughs> was it Absol? That's pretty well known in Hoenn, so that's foreboding enough. Hopefully. Do you say something specific? I'm hoping Schmidt will. Sorry. It was above table. Oh, about the Absol? Sure. Yeah. Thought okay. tell him. Yeah. Um, Delaney says, I've heard that before. I think that's just a folk tale. I've, I've seen those Pokemon. They come to challenge the gym and they often lose. They're pretty popular because of how they look, but I don't think that's true. Well, the last time we encountered an Absol, a volcano went off. So, yeah. <laughs> Not helping our case, Cindy. <laughs> Delaney says, yeah, I thought I remember that when we had Looker come in that we mentioned we saw something about that report. You're saying you saw an Absol before that? Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I firmly Absolutely. believe the the myth uh, of Absol. I'm afraid my timer went off. Uh, when Cindy says absolutely, uh, you hear <laughs> a profoundly disturbing explosion to the north. It rattles the whole town, Boom. and you hear nope. <laughs> the clamoring, the sound of clamoring outside as Brandon leaps up from his seat, and you all turn around to witness a massive plume of smoke to the north, and accompanying that plume of smoke is three large dark blimps. Well, <laughs> uh, Delaney stands up and says, "What? What's going on?" And she runs forward and she looks outside and she said, "What do you know about this?" Absol showed up. <laughs> That's literally, we know as much as you do. <laughs> uh, Delaney says, Brandon, we gotta go. And Brandon leaps up from his desk and he, and he says, uh, yes, ma'am. And they just uh, dash outside and they're running due north. You can see that there are people who are stepping outside of the gym and they're going out to look north. Uh, the, the, the man who works in the Pokemart 
and all the customers go outside and they're all kind of like doing that thing where they are covering their brow with their hand because the sun's in their eyes and they're looking they're like what what's going on and it seems like everyone is more or less stepping outside to see what this commotion is all about fight or flight guys what do we do <laughs> we can't run you're they're right. fucked if we run but we can hide uh, in the cave they're fucked if we hide <laughs> yeah it's very fucked i, I guess we go outside and you know, you can show up to go to the, the big bad oh, evil guy when you can bring the big bad evil guy to you. Yeah, guys, this was uh, <laughs> this, this happened out of convenience. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh man, do I would I assume that the Paco dashes north? I would say so. I think so. Yeah, well, we could follow like Delaney and Brandon. Okay, right. You can so do so. Absolutely. Um, we actually probably have to because we're still shadow tagged. Gimli is correct. In fact, uh, Gothatel is notably slower than Delaney, and Delaney hasn't returned Gothatel. Um, yep. If you attempt to dash, your movement is restricted to 25 feet. So uh, unless you can come up with an alternative, Delaney and Brandon... We can just carry Gothatel. I was going to say knock it out. No, because that makes just us carry it. Like the bad We guys. might need just it. Carry it. Yeah, just carry it. Because mm-hmm. then, as long as we stay close together, we're fine, right? That's how Shadow carry, Tag works. I'll carry Gothatel with Delaney's permission. It's like we gotta go. Can I pick up Gothatel? <laughs> Can um, we go? Delaney is already running. Roll of persuasion. <laughs> I got a nat one. Nice. Um, Delaney just didn't hear you. Delaney is <laughs> talking with Brandon about a plan. Um, and they're running away much faster than you are able to in this moment. Oh my god! Just pick it up. Just pick it up. We gotta go. Just pick it up. Okay, right, picking it up. Pick up Gothel. Okay, we gotta go. You're taking too long. Roll a strength and roll <laughs> higher than a three. Uh, I got and uh, is an eight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great. Um, that is sufficient for Gimli to pick up and carry Gothel. How do you do so? Over the shoulder, over the head, with two hands. Uh, like a Pikmin. Uh, oh, yeah, over the head with two hands. Yeah, that's great. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, Gimli does so without problem. Um, and I'm assuming we're all dashing north. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Paco dashes. Um, it seems like not many other people are running up here. It's really just Brandon, Delaney, and maybe one or two people from the gym lagging behind who are now behind you as you dash through town. Uh, as I said, people from the community center, from the homes, everyone's kind of stepping outside. You run past the place where you slept last night. You see it's taken the attention of all the Corsola, too. They're all looking at the plume of smoke that's coming from the north. Um, but they're all smiling still, of course, because they are Corsola. Uh, you dash forward. You see Omari step out of his home. And he's uh, he's wearing, like, the typical iconic, like, striped nightgown and a hat with a little bob on it. Uh, yeah, of course. And he he's rubs, holding a candle. Yeah, he's holding a candle for sure. <laughs> it's like it's the daylight bubble. <laughs> he had a long day. He had to get a lot of sleep, and you guys kept him up. Um, so he's looking really groggy. But you know, the explosion woke him up, and he's he's looking around. He's like, "What's going on?" Um, lots of concerned faces as you run forwards. Uh, the pavement eventually breaks off into the sand of the beach, and you find yourself running towards Granite Cave. Uh, someone. Let's say, Schmidt, roll me a perception. Oh, no. Perception time, baby. Jim Lee. Oh, Not no. Not Jim Lee. Jim Lee. And the moonstone. You know, if my, yeah. son, if, if my son dies, it's all Elodie's fault. So, uh, 18. <laughs> 18. Um, mm-hmm. 
you are getting vibes similar to when your journey began in Lily Cove City and the siege in Mauville City. There is an operation underway. There are three large zeppelins, three large blimps. One of them is larger than the others and has an insignia painted on it, NRG. Out front, floating in the air, about 10 feet, 15 feet off the ground, is a bipedal creature wearing armor with a long purple tail, three-fingered appendages, and long feet. It hovers ominously. It is familiar. It is the same Pokemon that you saw in Mauville City. Um, it has a hand outstretched and coursing around their body in purple energy. Jim Lee is being removed from Granite Cave. He is frozen Ooh. psychically in the air and he's being dragged towards one of the blimps. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <sighs> not my junior. <laughs> my junior betrayed us. Let's not catch money of him. <laughs> Um, as you all run up close and uh, you see Delaney and Brandon kind of like standing in fear, not really sure what to do. You got Gothitelle overhead. All of you hear a voice in your head and it says, seems like this is a family reunion. <laughs> Who the hell was that? Up, asshole. Okay. Uh, does anyone <laughs> respond to this as this creature continues to move Jim Lee through the air with a terrified look on his face as he's, he's being moved towards a port on the largest zeppelin yeah how far away is this um you are about 30 feet away from the creature they are off the ground by about 15 feet i'm only 30 feet away from the creature if we want to get into movement movements we're gonna have to roll initiative uh okay i'll take 30 feet okay i'm sending out diana and i'm shooting a hyper beam <laughs> just immediately point blank oh yeah okay great um yeah. what are you who slash what are you targeting uh, the the thing, yoinking, Jim Lee. Okay, the creature I, wearing the armor. I also yeah. want to gem blast the blimp that he's getting sucked into. Okay, interesting. Um, this we're is all sounding throwing down. Yeah, this is this <laughs> yeah, is sounding like an initiative yeah. moment, guys. So I'm yeah, gonna ask for fine. rolls. Add your decks. Let's uh let let's set the scene a little bit. It's clear yeah. this is another NRG siege. It's in a less densely populated area as Mauville, but something is going on. Uh, to your knowledge, from what you've seen, you can't really tell because there's no residue or anything, but the siege on Mauville was conducted via an elaborate contraption that established a portal that brought personnel and these blimps in. Um, there's no evidence of that. It seems that perhaps they just kind of showed up from wherever they were before. Again, you see the same creature that you saw in Mauville City, wearing armor, using psychic powers. Delaney and Brandon don't really know what they're doing, don't really know what's up. Behind you, you see Brawly and maybe another gym trainer kind of running up, but they're a little bit behind. They're lagging behind. It appears that the whole roof of Granite Cave has just been exploded. It is just not there. It's 30 or so, 40 feet up, so you can't see inside, but you can tell that the top has been blown off and there is smoke coming out. Um, in fact, there are some Pokemon fleeing the cave. You see uh, some familiar fighting type Pokemon like Makuhita and Hariyama running out. Um, there are plenty of Zubats flying out as fast as they can. And there is one familiar Grottle that is also trying to escape as well as Pokemon are rushing outside. The first in our initiative order is Schmidt. Okay. And yeah, and having Pokemon out prior in a situation like this, you're not surprised. So that will not cost for you to have Pokemon out as far as action economy. Okay. Yeah, I'm sending out Diana. Okay. And I think I'm going to change my move to a Hydro Pump. Okay. And you are targeting the armored creature. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Please roll to hit. Or no, whatever uh, that. I believe it's the DC deck save from them. Okay. DC 16. They are making that. Um, they get a 23. Jesus Christ. 
So uh, I believe they will save. Do they still take damage? Yep. So I'm just rolling this damage. Okay. Um, this damage is resisted. Is it because mm. of the armor? This damage is resisted. <laughs> the armor. Okay. So I rolled 30. So they're taking 15 points. Correct. Well, if you rolled 30, is that, did you roll half? Well, it was already half because the, the save was passed. And then it was half again. Yeah, that's for what resistance. I'm saying. Oh. Yeah, like was the 30 the full damage or did you only roll half of it? I did 66 plus 10 and that was 30. So then it's... So it's 15 and then 7? Yeah, we round down. 7 damage. Oh, I just set the boss's HP to 7. <laughs> Oops. That is not... <laughs> this is gonna be easy, gotta, guys. Leave it there, yeah. <laughs> no, that is not what we're doing. <laughs> um, that's so sick. Thank no, you so much. I am subtracting by 7. Schmidt unleashes one of his newest party members, Diana, the fearsome Gyarados, um, that seemed to have been experimented on by NRG, and it was out in the ocean causing terror. It fires off a hydro pump that connects with the floating creature. Uh, as the hydro pump connects, uh, a mysterious pink barrier seems to repel most of the water, and uh, the psychic creature is not phased whatsoever. Um, you have an action economy of two. You have one left. This is a pretty dire situation, right? Asking the party. Feels pretty dire. I got a 23 on a dex check. We're doing it. We're all in. We're going to do a, a, a duck finals. <laughs> oh, right off the bat. Right off the bat. That is so sick. Sure. That's an opposed dex check, right? Yep. Okay. Ooh. Rolling dexterity. <laughs> Ooh. That uh -oh. brings the creature to another 23, actually. <laughs> Quacko failed. Okay. Quacko uh -oh. leaps up valiantly um, to initiate a duel with this mysterious creature um and quacko begins slinging his leak um in uh, a flurry of blows to this creature around their body right before the leak is about to hit um it seems to be deflected by a psychic force and is done so repeatedly and the armored creature doesn't even move they have one hand outstretched and they're continuing to drag Jim Lee towards one of the blimps and they are completely unfazed by Quacko's attack. Uh, when Quacko finishes, they grab him with their other hand and, and using psychic power, uh, propel him towards Schmidt as a projectile. Let's see some damage on here for both Quacko and Schmidt, shall we? There's not a roll to hit with that? Or... There is. Let's see what it is. The creature has advantage on Quacko for failing duck finals, correct? Correct. And this is a legendary um, reaction, by the way. Yeah, so that will be a 22 to hit Quacko. I believe that will hit. Yeah, yeah, that hits. The advantage kind of mattered there. Dealing 36, no, 41 uh, points of psychic damage. And careening into Schmidt is his friend, Quacko, being used as a projectile. Um, have Schmidt make a DC 13 dex save. Plus dex is a 15. Okay, um, you do pass. You're able to catch Quacko. You don't take any damage. Um, as he gets throttled towards you, you reach out your hands, including your metal arm, um, which seems to take the brunt of the force, and you experience no damage as you hold Quacko in your hands. Um, any bonus actions or anything for Schmidt? I think that's it for me. Okay. With Schmidt's turn, about five or six seconds has passed, and uh, Jim Lee is practically inside of the blimp. Again, he's unmoving. He cannot do anything. Um, the armored creature, considering that Jim Lee is getting close to the entrance, um, starts to float towards your party slowly. I believe it is Elodie's turn. All right. Welcome to my twisted mind. Um, so how far away is Jim Lee at this point? He's in the blimp. 
He's basically in the like bottom. How, like, what is the distance? I'm going to say your x-axis is about 55 feet, and he's probably 60 or 70 feet off the ground. I'm doing hell So a happened. straight line to, like, if you were to reach him with a projectile or something. Um, oh, God. Pythagorean theorem. What is it? Ruh! Okay. The bottom of the triangle is 55. No, what did I say? I forgot you said what I said. Uh, 55. Yeah, you said yeah. 55. So like 55 squared plus 60 so, squared. Yeah, so okay. we say 60 and then 50 and then whatever that hypotenuse is. <laughs> that is your range. Is it 55 and 60? Yes. 81.341. Okay. That's your that's your straight line. Let's go math. We'll just call it 80. Step one. Discombobulate. Um, <laughs> seems like a fun time to use a free action. Mm-hmm. Um, of Cabbage's irresistible charm. Great. Force this guy to make a DC 16 wisdom save. Okay. Rolling it. Yeah. Uh, he rolls a natural two. I won't disclose his wisdom, but he does fail. Okay. So do I give the suggestion now? What does the text say again? Just read it really quick. Uh, Cabbage was on otherworldly display. Uh, on a fail, they become captivated and must use their movement to move towards Cabbage as soon as they are able. Then Cabbage is allowed, but not required to give a suggestion okay yeah uh they you can give that either when they arrive or in their transit up to you um they will get to you at the start of their turn which is the one after Gimli's. okay or mm, by the description of this thing i think they would use their full movement right yeah i'm I'm, I'm retconning yeah um this creature teleports directly in front of cabbage oh hello (laughs) hi actually all right um, bring Jim Lee back. Is that the suggestion? Is my suggestion, yes. Okay. Uh, That's like bring Jim Lee here instead of on the blimp. Yeah. Bring, okay. Bring Jim Lee here, yeah. Yeah, that is a... Uh, yeah. I think that'll fly in this situation. Um, the creature acknowledges Cabbage's, a.k.a. LED's command, and bloop, Jim Lee teleports also directly next to this creature. He is still bound by a psychic energy. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Planning. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Things happening. Very cool. Uh, Good first. Good first move. Uh, Woo. Can I? Sorry, just for flavor. I'm kind of assuming Mm -hmm. that Schmidt was leading kind of the pack, and perhaps everyone else is a little bit further behind Schmidt. And this has been done to summon this creature and Jim Lee to be in proximity to the pack. Oh, correct. Yeah. Okay. Just mental map. This could be a cool combat to have a map, but um, I do not have one. So there's no obstacles or terrain. We're on the beach, right? Right. Um, it's right. very open, open forum. So the beach and like the ocean with where the blimps are probably over a little bit, right? Yeah. 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 Within 80 right. feet. That is correct for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. They were always within 80 feet. That That's my range for some of my moves. Ooh. That's that's why I'm verifying. Yeah. That's great. This charm was a free action. You have both your actions and bonus actions yeah. remaining. That's pretty right. great. I do. I do. It's true. I'm very excited about that. I'm very glad that that went as well as it did. What I'm kind of For thinking now. here <laughs> is that I also have a safety mechanism wherein I can trap this Mewtwo um, within a bubble that it cannot destroy from the inside. Um, the problem for that is that everybody needs to get the hell away from the Mewtwo. Um, and I don't know necessarily how I can do that very easily. Um, on my turn alone, I suppose it does move after me. I mean, it seems like it has movement, some sort of movement between each of our turns or on each of our turns. So you can either trap it or 
can you talk to it? Can I talk? Like, well, I mean, can you use like like telepathy through like I'm sure I could talk to it, yes, but I, I don't think this thing is something that can be reasoned with. I guess I could try. I could say, why do you want Jim Lee? Okay. Who was very easily persuaded to bring him here, so um you could just because allies can leave the bubble, right? Oh, they can? I you know love reading. <laughs> I thought you could have just like... dropped the bubble anyways and then we end Oh yes, that's true. We can leave. Get the oh, fuck true. out. Okay. Yes. Is Jim you know Lee what? considered yeah, an gonna... ally? <laughs> I, I should hope so. Uh, yes, I will. I will drop the bubble first because that is also a free action. Okay, can um, you just read this description for yes. our wait? What's free action economy? Hold on, hold on. I don't know what. How does free action economy work? This free has, actions are free. You're correct. Yeah, as many as you'd like. Get put in ba- gay baby jail, idiot. Yeah, can you can um, you read out gay baby jail? <laughs> Yes. Uh, as a free action, Cabbage may spend her remaining HP to create an impenetrable, semi-transparent, pink, spherical, dome-shaped wind spawned on a flat plane, 20-foot radius forest field with an HP total equivalent to Cabbage's. Let me read that right now. That is 157. Centered on Cabbage's location. Sanctuary lasts until its HP is depleted or until Cabbage regains consciousness. Friendly creatures may exit Sanctuary but not enter. Hostile or neutral creatures may not enter and if inside cannot exit. Sanctuary receives all damage as resisted. Hostile creatures cannot damage Sanctuary from the inside. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. We will say that uh, Cabbage, immediately after doing this amazing charm suggestion combo, uses an ability taught by Toma Toma from the Draconid Elders uh, successfully. A 20-foot dome of pink mystical energy appears as uh, Cabbage faints. We'll say that Cabbage is one of those dramatic kind of uh, movie faints where she puts up one of her hands to her forehead and spins around and falls. Um, and then mm-hmm. when she hits the ground, just a pink uh, sparkly dome arrives and it lands over. Um, I will say everybody because 20 feet. Well, sorry, 20 foot radius or diameter radius. I believe it said radius. Let me double check. Okay. In that, uh, yes, radius. Okay. In this instance, I will choose to ignore Schmidt, who I'm had cannon and moved forward. And so it's centered pretty much on the creature and Gimli. Um, and then towards the south of the bubble, we have Elodie, Gimli, and Cindy, and whatever Pokemon that they have out. Cool. Okay. We didn't sneak in an Ancestral Fey magic, sadly. <laughs> but I, I wasn't going to be like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I should have done an Ancestral Fey magic before I'd done that. But it might have made the situation much, much worse. It could have. So, it could have. We never really know what we're getting out of that. So, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. All right. Yes. With the rest of my turn. Return so we were talking Pokemon being out. Could I have Aubergine out? Uh, yeah. will that take something? No. Okay. Um, I think for this first turn, you can choose up to two Pokemon that you wish to have out. I got it. Cool beans. Aubergine out. Um, I would like to, um, what's the word? Elodie's party time uh, uh-huh. to give an inspiration to uh, Aubergine. Okay. And then Aubergine will fake out the armored Pokemon. Ooh, fake out. That's fun. Read that description that real quick. Fun. New move. Yeah. This attack might only be used on the user's first turn in combat. On hit, deal normal damage and cause the target to forfeit their next turn. Okay. Yeah, roll to hit. That's strong. Okay. Oh. And then I will add my party time bonus. Um, I suppose I will reveal armor class for this creature is an even 20. Okay. Well, it will beat that um, thanks to my party time. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, dude. Very cool. Yeah, the two Pokemon that Elodie started this combat with were Aubergine and Cabbage, and Cabbage immediately faints. 
um, after summoning <laughs> the creature and Jim Lee forward. And then Aubergine is just waiting in the wings and jumps up in the creature's face, and they appear startled. Well, um, is this uh, damage? Yeah. This is normal type damage. Oh, it is resisted. Right? Resisted? That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so that is... So technically it's half the dice, right? Yes. But, or, uh, yeah, half the dice is more fun, but if it's an odd number, then you can just do half the damage. Is that with the damage bonus or before the damage bonus is added? Uh, It's before the damage bonus. Okay. I rolled a one. Okay. So, so it's just one or zero, but we'll just, just say one. one. Okay. So then the bonus damage is plus three, so that's just four damage. Okay. Not much. If it wasn't for the startling effect of the attack, um, this creature probably wouldn't be phased at all. It still appears unfazed, but it seems like if it were like trying to ready something, it may not be able to do so. Um, mm. Also, did the description say the flinch status, or does it say they forfeit their action? The description just says they forfeit their next That's turn. That's good, um, because the flinch, whole next turn. Yeah. I've balanced yeah. flinch to not be super broken, um, So, but this is different because it's fake out, so yeah, so their action will be cancelled. That is good. Very okay. Good. Um, anything else for Elodie? Good question. Um, I think Aubergine has a bonus action, and that's it. Because you, uh, Elodie used hers for the Elodie's yes. party time. Mm-hmm. Correct. Does um, Copycat a bonus action? No, Copycat's a full action. Okay. <laughs> if I, that's so funny, because if it was a bonus action, it only says it, fake out can only be used on the first turn. So I can just double fake out. I mean, that wouldn't really do anything. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you could fake out Ghibli. Fake out uh, somebody else, yeah. If I can, if speaking with this creature is a free action, I would like to ask, why are you taking Jim Lee? We can give you this as a as your bonus action for Aubergine. We'll just transfer it. Okay, sounds um, good. That is your question? Yes. Okay. The creature responds, the zap plate belongs to us, and Jim Lee is too dangerous to be kept around. Fun. I love to hear that. Above the table, they don't know we have it. They still think they Jim Lee has it. Um, Cindy, that roll a perception. Uh, out of turn order. Okay, 17. Yeah, you make this realization in your head that like, oh, like I have that in the Atlas Stone in my bag. And you look at Jim Lee and he's petrified he can't move. He's psychically frozen. But you can swear in your head you can hear him say, you know, lock and key, lock and key. Elodie, I think that's it for you. Statement. Yes. Okay. I will remain in the sanctuary for now. Okay. Um, these six seconds have passed. You've drawn the armored creature and Jim Lee towards you. They are trapped in a bubble with you. During these six seconds, when it is noted that this creature teleports directly in front of Cabbage, um, the three blimps turn to be head to the Paco. They are not moving, but they are rotating. It is Gimli's turn. I was like, blimps do take a minute, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty slow. <laughs> take a little bit to turn around, so yeah. we're not getting that in six seconds. What do I want to do? I clearly want him to drop Jim Lee, but this is a kind of a tall task. Mm, maybe if I knock him prone, it'll break his psychic link. I was about to say, yeah, if you knock him, maybe it'll break concentration. Because he's got the whole. Also, if you knock him prone, that helps me out a lot. Yeah, that's that's okay. So I'll be bringing out a uh, Trevor and Lasagna. With Trevor, we're gonna try to get him into a rock slide. I'm hoping that he doesn't have crazy strength, but you know, big big bad evil boss guy. So. Mm-hmm. Um, DC 18 strength check. All right. Making the roll. That is a dirty 19. I'm so sorry. Okay, so he just takes half damage. How are you orienting this line, by the way? Um, because how, how is the positioning going? Um, like what does the current position look like? I guess I'm only asking because if you do it vertically, you would hit Aubergine and maybe Elodie. 
if you do it horizontally, you might include Jim Lee, but I think there's a diagonal where you can just yeah. solely target the creature. So. Yeah, I was like, I would just hit the diagonal then if okay. there was uh, the straight lines like that. Perfect. Just checking. Um, yeah, you're welcome to roll resisted damage. Okay, that is still 24 damage. The best hit so far. As Trevor summons rocks from underneath the sandy soil and throws them on top of this creature, uh, who's been subject to many attacks, but it clearly just looks unfazed, unbothered. What's next for Gimli? I just want to try to try to break his concentration. Mm-hmm. I will say that the effect that is working here is adjacent to concentration. It's not concentrations explicitly. I would warn right. you if it was impossible. It is not impossible to break. Can I try to shoot him with gem blasts like directly into the helmet to try to like phase him? Sure. Like, I mean, that's where the link would come yeah. from is big old noodle. So. Sure. Yeah, you're calling the shot. Right. Um, armor class is 20. That's a 16 plus 8 is 24. Okay, yeah, that will hit. You roll how many you're hitting and then do all that damage and then cut it in half for the resist. Okay, so this is hitting four times. Nice. 17 damage directly to his face. <laughs> okay. So trying to shoot the rocks at the visor looking guy. Yeah. See if we can break his concentration. How do we yeah. do? <laughs> they pummel. Boom, 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 boom. Four gems blast into this creature's armored visage. Dealing some damage, um, perhaps causing some scuffs on the the face, but it seems like just a millimeter before they connect, there's like a, a flash of pink as they are partially deflected um, by uh, a, an invisible field. Still dealing damage, but again, the creature is largely unfazed. Any bonus actions? Mm, would this work on him? I guess he's not wild, huh? <laughs> seems pretty tamed to me. What if he hates the black flute? You could try. Is there I, any downside in trying? No, not at all. I you can know, also throw the master ball. As far as action economy goes, I uh, technically you wouldn't have an action to play the flute, but I give it to you as a bonus action because it's funny. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna. I don't know how to play the flute, so I'm like, I think this is supposed to freak out Pokemon of some kind. Let me let me just. <laughs> oh no, it's just loud. Like the first time you played the recorder <laughs> yeah. in sure. elementary school. Yeah, give me a disadvantage performance. Uh, my low roll's a 19. Really? So you have a 20 yeah. and 19? No, I mean, well, no, my natural roll is a 16, so 19 on the total. Yeah, it seems like these instruments are crafted, like, so that anyone can play them, because they're like a tool for trainers. You play a simple yet captivating melody. Do you have one in mind that you'd like to hum or describe? <laughs> what is this? My heart will go on on the penny whistle. <laughs> no, but it's a black, it's the black flute. So my heart will go on doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. It's whatever you want it to be, Gimli. I think my son liked this song. Uh, <laughs> what is it called? The the Black Parade. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you're like what? you're face to face with this yeah, boss what? and Jim Lee, and you're like, I'm gonna play the Black Parade. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah, your performance check was pretty good. Um, the armored creature is uh, kind of. Feeling, uh, well, no, they're mystified by your decision. They're not necessarily confused, but they just don't fully understand. Um, you can perceive a, a, like a twinge of a smile from Jim Lee's face as he is frozen midair. Um, <laughs> you also observe that you are scaring away the Pokemon that are fleeing Granite Cave. They are running into the forest rather than down the beach. I think that's it for Gimli. Our goal, guys, we got to riz up Mewtwo. We're getting there. All right. It is uh, the baddies' turn. So... The creature has been faked out. It's not capable of taking an action. Um, but the 
the what's the word I'm looking for? The armada, the aerial fleet that is here, um, continues to rotate, and you see little flashes of light. Many of them, perhaps forty or fifty, fall onto the beach in a big row, and you see a variety of creatures of different shapes and sizes, and they all have a twisted demeanor about them. Um, their faces look not quite right, and their eyes are glowing in a disturbing fashion. Um, they all fall onto the beach, and they begin to rush towards you. Um, they are over 30 feet away. They're not going to arrive immediately, but there's just a, an army of strange creatures that is rushing your position. You also observe that from the blimps, as they slowly rotate, um, there are disturbing-looking cannons that fall out from their holes underneath, and they go... Aah! and they were slowly and they begin to point southwards it is at this time that the armored creature addresses everyone mentally in their heads the creature says quacko paco hand over the alcremi by the name of cabbage and we will leave this town and leave the citizens unharmed oh <laughs> well Give them Robo Cabbage. Give them Robo Cabbage. Technically, technically, that's not wrong, right? Like, <laughs> you said the Robo Cabbage. Uh, that's funny uh, though. That's uh, such a fuck you. Makes a gesture with his arms, uh, and then he sticks his metal middle finger up in the air. You are but like at the at the elbow, and he's like, "Fuck you." Okay, you are behind <laughs> the armored creature, but you still do this. Yeah, great, nice. Um, <laughs> he can see me. Yeah, he can All perceive you. Ass. He can perceive you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like this creature, you don't fully see their eyes as they're kind of hidden behind like some glass pane on this helmet. But um Elodie, they do make eye contact with you and you can see roll roll a insight, actually. All right. Come on, man. Watch up. Oh my god. <laughs> It's a natural one. It's a natural one. You didn't clutch up. Clutch up. <laughs> this thing doesn't even have eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. No. No vibes. You don't, I don't even know it's talking to me. Honestly, to I was fair, like, oh, us? We the Kakopaka? Yeah. Elodie is very stressed and does not glean any particular information from this exchange. That's oh. that's the baddies' turn. The blimps are rotating. There is an army of creatures that have descended on the beach that are rushing your position, and you've been granted a proposition. It is Cindy's turn unless you all want to discuss or like respond to this, but you don't have to respond right now. You could save it, but um, time will pass. I'll, we're pausing right now if you want to discuss, right. but otherwise it'll be Cindy's turn. Well, gang, <laughs> we're not giving up cabbage. No. Fuck Rob- him. Cabbage, sure. Maybe Robo. they'll believe it. Robo cabbage. You think this powerful psychic Pokemon will for sure believe that this little robot. I feel like. <sighs> The psychic creature is relaying some kind of message. It's not like if it was doing its own thing, it wouldn't have brought Jinli to us. Like, I feel like it is relaying information directly from something that's controlling it. Yeah, that makes sense. But somebody else who wants cabbage, (laughs) not Mewtwo. I would love to, whenever we can, get an opportunity to investigate this suit. Sure. Someone wants to. You can't enter the bubble, though, because Schmidt's not in the bubble. Sorry, bud. What's the what's the rules on that? You can, if you're an uh, ally, you can exit but not enter. You cannot enter. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. You can still do Sorry. investigation. The bubble really? is cloudy, so it'll be disadvantaged. Fuck your, really Ooh. fucked your melee ally right there. <laughs> Don't worry. There's plenty of other things to melee fight, like the blimp. 
Or the 50 creatures that are on the beach. It's, it's just like, uh, he, Robot he, arm flipping off the... He really wanted to whatever. get in there and rip off his fucking helmet. Okay. It was maybe, me, my Maybe our friends can it was me. do that inside. My junior's big bad evil guy controlling you two? Crazy. So for me, we got three routes. The one is give up cabbage, which we don't want to do. The no. second is to convince Mewtwo that he's on the wrong side, which is very unlikely. And then the three is to try to give him the decoy robo cabbage and see if he'll run away. I think number three, like, is like we can just do that, like, real quick. I don't, I don't know if we can do that this turn. You can. Yeah, you can respond fine. to okay. his proposition. That's the only additional thing we can do before going into Cindy's turn. Do you want to, like, ask him I... questions about his proposition, or do you want to just go for it? Ooh. He Ooh. was really... He did answer my question earlier. Right. It's like, so why, can... why do you want cabbage? <laughs> yeah, why do you want cabbage? This is your response to the demand? Yes. Out of curiosity, roll a charisma. I'm so charismatic, guys. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm so charismatic, you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm actually the most charismatic. Oh, my God. And in the yeah. team, you are. Yeah, that's true. I am. Don't hype this up. It's so true that I rolled a seven. The creature responds, it is for concerns that are none of your business. That's so well, fair. Cabbage is our business, therefore. We... <laughs> we're we're in a position to, to negotiate. He doesn't need to know that. What the cabbage is our business? I think they know. Oh uh, yeah. Not me. I don't know, man. I'm pretty confident I know what he needs it for, but like that's above table, so I'm gonna pretend like. Is it to get rid of the bubble? No, it's there's nothing to do with the bubble. Go to the moon. It could be, it might be something similar to the moon thing. This is like the needed fairy that is required. So strange. Well, surrender cabbage, I guess. <laughs> All right. Huh? All right. I'll reach into my uh, pocket and take out Robo Cabbage. Okay. And you hand it over? Yes. Okay. Uh, the creature is going to perform an investigation. Uh... Um, of which they crit. Um, they psychically <laughs> hold this, they remove it from your hands, and they say, this is a toy. And it crumples in the air and falls oh. into the sand. Not again! Oh, God. Uh, oh. Quick quick perception, Elodie. Okay. I think we die. Uh, if they decide uh... to kill us, yes. Well, we can yeah. leave the bubble. We can leave the bubble and Mewtwo stuck in the bubble. It's not Mewtwo that's the problem. It's like probably, you know, the giant with cannons yeah. who are going to obliterate Cabbage's 157 HP. Right, um, the bubble, yeah. They can destroy the bubble from the outside. I know. Well, um, we're going to stop them, it's fine. <laughs> Linking what? on what this check was? Perception. Perception? Perception. Eight. Okay, um... You don't quite notice exactly what's going on, but as it crumples, you see that like panels kind of flip open from it. It seems like perhaps this little doll had some sort of utilitarian purpose, but it may be too late to know what that was. <laughs> and now we'll never know. Well, another one of those mysteries, like all the failed perception checks. I think the armored creature will interpret this as a uh, disagreement, and I think we will continue in the initiative order. Hi, hello. It's Cindy, me. You're in the bubble. With everyone, uh, that being Armored Creature, Jim Lee, uh, Gimli, and Elodie, and their Pokemon. Schmidt is just outside the bubble to the north. What do you do? I am leaving the bubble. bubble. What was that, Schmidt? 
He's like pounding on the bubble, like let me in. Okay, we can. It's like that, that one Eric Andre gif. Sure. I am um, leaving the bubble. Just turn around and leaving. Not. I don't know if it's turning around. I want to get out of the bubble, maybe to the side, but I want to be facing like the blimps and stuff. Okay, so you. But can I don't want to enter Mewtwo's uh, like bop bop range. Sure. So you're strafing basically. Yes. Yeah. Just for fun, are you going left or right? Right is towards the sea, and left is towards the forest. Uh, let's go towards the sea. Okay. You exit the bubble from the right. What is next? Also, what, what two Pokemon? You have Cookie and Soli, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay. Very good. Cookie and Soli. Cookie is going to Magma Storm, the biggest blimp. Okay, sure. It uh, is a 20-foot circle, so I don't know how big the blimp is. Um, it is um, quite long. It's approaching 100 feet long. Okay. I am um, magma storming over the blimp. Okay. Um, it cannot make saves. It can't make a con save? Well, it, it has HP. It has armor class. It technically has constitution. Um, what is the what is the number on that? Uh, DC 18. Okay. Yeah. Um, just roll damage, and I will describe how effective it is. Okay. They also take 16 damage per turn for the duration of a minute. Okay, as when, long when, as the magma storm is up, but I just want to put that, like, make sure that that's known. Sure. Uh, thirty-two plus nine is forty-one. Okay. Yeah, Cookie summons a magma storm and uh, just flaming uh, balls of magma rain from the sky after a roar from Cookie standing on the beach. Um, they pummel into the largest vessel in the sky. Um, you can observe that as they connect, there's little flashes of pink as if there's some sort of barrier. That is not to say that damage is not being dealt. It is just being deflective partially. Um, but it is hammering away. Uh, the altitude of the vessel is not changing, but uh, mm-hmm. the damage is happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. I have charcoal, so that's plus four more. <laughs> yeah, add that on, surely. I'm sorry. Uh, what was that? 41, so 45 total damage for my original roll. So, yeah. Sorry. It is not to say it is ineffective. It is just simply not very effective. Now is not a good time to bring out the Alice Stone. That is how Probably I die. not, yeah. Well, because Alpha Soli would be sick. Uh, sure. We, we, <laughs> we, 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 we need a game plan. Right. Like, we need to convene and get a game plan. Solar is our game plan killing this thing? Because yes, I agree with Alpha Soli then. But we all need to be gun ho on killing this thing. You mean killing you, me too? Yeah. We already left the barrier. I left the barrier, yeah. Right. So if so we that would be attacks in the barrier, does it hit the barrier and not the creature? Correct. Yeah, it hits the barrier. We can't okay. shoot through the so, barrier. This barrier yeah. really fucked us. Like they, the Mewtwo can't leave, so it's stuck with us. Whether energy can do something about it or not. Well, it definitely right. can do so, something about it. <laughs> I have solely solar beams a two part move. What are the creatures on the beach? You can roll an investigation. It's going to cost your action for your one of two, but you're welcome to investigate them. So it'll cost my action, and then I can still attack with solely. Uh, or is that you can bonus action with solely? Um, uh. you could do. I'll let you do an investigation as a bonus action, but the DC is going to be higher. Okay. And then Soli gets no bonus action. Yes, investigation. That's fine. I don't think I have any bonus actions from Soli right now. Ugh, shoot. Plus six, 16. Okay. You can't quite identify what it is, but you observe two things. One, all these creatures have something in common. Um, it's You can't quite identify what that is. They're not wearing any sort of uh, accessories or armor or anything. Um, but one, there's a trait that is common amongst them all. 
And two, they all just don't look right. Something is wrong. Their faces are odd. Um, their eyes are glowing strange colors. Uh, and some of them look like they're injured or deformed or just something is incorrect. Sick. What will Soli do? And how close are the beach creatures? Um, they are th- just shy of 30 feet from Schmidt, who is the northernmost um, ally. Just shy of 30 feet? Yeah. So... Um, they're all running. So, would forward. some of them be in a forty-foot flamethrower range? Uh, Soli would have to. Yes, if Soli met up with Schmidt, some of them would be in range. A flamethrower. Excellent. Let's do that. Okay. Flamethrower. That is a DC sixteen Dex save for any creature caught in the cone. Okay, I'm going to do uniform. Obviously, I'm not going to roll um, twenty-five something <laughs> creatures. Uh, more like 20, I guess. If we're assuming that there's approximately 50 of them and each one can occupy, or each two can occupy five feet of space, it's a, you know, it's a big line. So you can hit a big chunk of them. The, what was the save again? 16. Okay, DC that's an, 16 decks. That's an 18 from the mob. So they do save. Okay. That's still 3d10 plus 8 damage halved. Yeah, roll it up. 25. Halved is twelve. Yeah, um, you witness a few of them kind of uh, stumble and fall to the ground. We'll say like three or four of them uh, fall into the sand. It seems they are smoldering. One of them in particular that you can identify as it gets lit up with Soli's flamethrower um, appears to be a Pokemon that looks like a stout palm tree falls into the sand. Anything else for Cindy? Okay. I think that's all of my action economy, so... Okay. Nope. Between turns, a couple more happenings. Um, the armored creature and Jim Lee remain stagnant in the bubble. Um, the three blimps uh, turn to be... It seems that their cannons are focusing. Each cannon is focusing a different target. Um, you might It would consume an investigation to determine what those targets are, but they are being lowered and they're aiming and they just... As they stabilize in the air. Um, the, additionally, some more flashes of pink on the beach. Um, three of them exactly. Pshing, pshing, pshing. And you see three individuals who are wearing what seems to be clearly identifiable NRG admin clothing. Um, among them is a tall, uh, metal plate covered rocky dinosaur creature. Um, there is a very strange looking squid like creature that seems to be floating in the air. And there is also a green and red fish that is very large and is swimming within a shadow on the beach. And there are trainers beside them that are wearing official-looking clothing. And they are marching forward um, just slightly behind the mob of 50 or so creatures that are charging towards Schmidt. That brings us back to the top of initiative. Schmidt, you are outside of the bubble, and there are three energy admins and a horde of uh, enraged Pokemon that are charging you. What's the game plan here, guys? What is what is the end goal? Like, what do we need to do right now? Throw hands. We die if we do that. By the way, so we're not winning this. Just want you to know that. <laughs> what do we do? We throw so many hands. We literally have two options: we either surrender gracefully, we throw hands and die, and then the campaign's over, or you guys uh, we get Gimli. You you guys get Gimli. Leave Gimli. the bubble. Jimly, you guys get Jimly. We Jim can't Lee. get him. Leave the bubble. <laughs> we can't just get him. He's trapped in psychic energy. We can't get him out. 
That's not an option. Catch me two in the master ball. I have the master I, ball, and I am yeah, outside yeah. the fucking bubble. <laughs> right. This we bubble do have, fucked us. <laughs> we do have an escape route, which yes. is the hoopla ring. But that requires... I mean, I, I would like it to require also having Jim Lee. Right. We're not getting Jim Lee. If you want to escape with the hoopla ring, it's just not happening. I'll be straight with you. I'm not, I'm not playing games anymore. Like, there were, we literally need to either get out, surrender, or give up cabbage. There's your options. We're not fighting out of it. So... I don't know. I was doing pretty good. No, no. <laughs> you killed some of them. Some of the horde of seem like possessed Pokemon that were probably innocent. So good on you. Um, I think they're the clone Pokemon from the Mewtwo they're the clone movie. ones. Okay, yeah, the clone Pokemon from the Mewtwo movie. So yeah, true. from the Mewtwo movie. So the admins are here. Like we're fine, mm-hmm. straight up. So we can take them. No, we can't. What do you want to do? Like legitimately, what do we want to do? We have those three options. Or what if you guys and Mewtwo and Jim Lee portal away and me and Schmidt ride off on the sunset on a flying Pokemon? I, I really doubt that'll work. <laughs> no, I thought those are the three options. We have to either give up cabbage and they and take on their word that they they go away. They probably won't. And then they'll capture us and we'll be taken to their headquarters and it'll be a whole thing where we're inside their base in a prison or something. We still we, lose cabbage that way too. Yes. Right? Yeah. That we straight killed up. the prison episode. That was a jail. That was a, that was a small <laughs> was town a jail. jail, dude. Maybe the smallest one. No, this is this is here. Like, seven no, layer no, cake. Let's stop. Let's stop looking at that. There's no other option. We will die if we fight them, so we can't do that. We either all try to escape on the Hooper Ring, like our last charge of the Hooper Ring, probably. We give up cabbage and hope and pray that they are surrendering to it. What was my last one? I had three options. It was surrender, surrender cabbage, yeah. and hooper ring. So what do we want to do? Those are our options. No other suggestions. There's nothing else. We literally can't win the fight. So what do you want to do? I won the fight without the barrier. Okay. I, I really don't think so. <laughs> like, I really doubt it. But I can get rid of the barrier. Again, but then oh, we get you could we give just cabbage get, life. I'm guys, just saying, like guys, it, whatever the okay. plan is, but we are I can't literally get rid of going to be surrounded by all of them in the next turn. There's no time. These are our options. Like really straight with you here. Like there's no fight our way out of it. There's like we can't we can't take the admin straight up. They landed. It was I was like we're done. It's over. Like we maybe the horde. Sure, we can hold them off. Do something with Mewtwo. The admin's here too. Last time we fought Rada, he nearly killed us by himself. But we are so much stronger now. And so are they. <laughs> Did you think they just like stayed the same? I will it's- say that I would never subject you to an impossible combat. A challenging one? Absolutely. One that you could lose and wipe and end the campaign? Yeah, I would do it. But yeah. it would I'm never like, be it- impossible. I will no, say that. nothing's impossible so it's, with it's that. It's not it- impossible. Right, but it's but super you're making unlikely. it sound like it is. No, but and it's so, so unlikely. And so is the Oxus. No, this is soup. I'm just we're we're done. We got to pick an option. Like we, I just don't want the campaign to end because we want to fight our way out of it. It's not a scrappy opportunity. Like y'all kind of fucked it with like putting it on on the internet that we were here, <laughs> like straight up. So this is the consequence of our actions. And I was like, I'm not trying to be like a Debbie Downer here, but like kind of want to see where this keeps going and not die. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. As a player, like I want to see it keep going. And not what about your son? 
<laughs> Again, yeah, I'm leave, trying to lose. get the best option. We lose Jim Lee. If we if we leave, potentially the entire town gets destroyed. Right. Right. Well, that's that what means I'm telling Brandon, you, like, that means all the Corsola. I'm aware of that. I'm telling. I'm just telling you, like it's fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's so fucked. If you all want to fight, I'll fight it with you. That's fine. I'm just telling you from my perspective. I think this is fucked, and I think these are the best choices. Like, because we didn't try to convince Mewtwo of anything. Like, Mewtwo we think is being controlled by something else. So, like, okay, Mewtwo's not an option. So then we fight it, and then w- when we die, probably. Like you think, like the admin are okay, gonna so like. So if if we get us? rid of the barrier, if we get rid of the barrier, uh-huh. and we catch Mewtwo in the Master Ball, uh-huh. then we then control the Mewtwo. Do we? How do we know the Mewtwo's not caught already? Right. How One, does the Master is, Ball work? The Master Ball can't just catch anything. Like it has to it has to be a wild, wild Pokemon. Yeah. Still, there are rules. It has to be wild Pokemon. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not explained, but I'm going off the video game logic. If you threw a Master Ball to trainer's Pokemon, you would not catch it. Right. I'm not saying that the armored creature is a trainer's Pokemon, but right. I'm saying that. But that, even with that, I, like, just, if it's. Okay, if, here's what I need right now. Here's what I need right now. Yeah. Are we fighting or are we portaling? I'm just going to lure it down to those two options. I'm down for either. I just need to know how I'm going to make my action on what we're doing. Right. So everyone in favor of portaling. I'm in favor of portaling. I'm ready to do that yet. You have one turn, there's no yet. You have to make a choice. We're either going that route or we're fighting. There's no bailout plan. This is the last turn. Oh, That's what I'm going to tell you. How do you vote? Um, I vote to fight. Okay. I- I'm just not ready to leave yet. Okay, I then... think that's a good backup plan. No, that's what I'm saying. There is no backup plan. Like, we don't have the time to do it. Like, we won't have the action well, economy. If, depending on what we do until we get to, like, Elodie's turn... No, the baddies are before Elodie's turn. Um, okay. If we're staying no, and fighting, just, no. here's the game plan. Um, we need to hard target down this Mewtwo, either by knocking it out or rizzing it up and convincing it not to kill us. That being said, I want to investigate this armor. Because if we remove this armor and it's mm-hmm. not under whatever influence that's making it want to get cabbage, then maybe it's more reasonable, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am going to take my action and I want to investigate this armor. Okay. Um, you may do that. Roll investigation. I am proficient in investigation, and that is based off my intelligence stat, mm-hmm. which is plus two because Schmidt's a smart boy. He went to college. That's true. What college? So that's plus six total on a sixteen that I rolled. That's very good. Dirty twenty-two, twenty-four, something like that. Four, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Okay. After hearing the proposition to. That the cr- creature may to give up cabbage, and then they will be on their way, so, uh, supposedly, um, and gives the middle finger. Uh, Schmidt is the only party member who has the luxury of being behind the armored creature as they are facing forward towards Elodie. Schmidt sees that on the back of the creature, um, there are a series of wires that connect to a central area, a central square or rectangle um, that uh, is flashing and glowing pink on the back of the armor. Um, a bunch of wires are connected to it and drawing pink energy throughout the rest of the armored suit. Okay. So now we have a target. Yeah. Issue is it is on the inside of the circle and I'm on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I can't shoot lasers into the circle. Nope. nope. You would just be doing damage to the um, sanctuary. Is Cabbage still out? Mm-hmm. Like, I, Yeah, Cabbage is fainted, I will I say. 
Yeah. It's whatever you want, uh, Elodie, in that situation. Returning after a knockout is usually just like a free thing, but unless there's okay. something in the way to like inhibit it. But as far as you can tell, there's no psychic powers being used to prevent you from recalling cabbage. So it's your choice. That is a good point. I feel as though if cabbage had been out still, it probably, I guess it doesn't know what cabbage looks like unless it does. Yeah, we can say cabbage was away. Okay. Okay. Well, because I can't, I can't interact with cabbage then. Because I could revive it and Schmidt hold action yeah. because it go they go after me. Right. Yeah, hold action is a thing. Um, yeah. This is a situation where there are movements being made by the enemy between turns, but holding an action is a thing. I was going to say, that was our option to like, oh, we want to hard target it. Like, I can revive Cabbage. Because it's also yeah. Grace's turn next, and Grace can revive Cabbage also. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah Grace is before you. Oh, that's all right. I'm the only one who goes after the baddies. I understand. I, okay. missed, I I didn't realize that was the case. So, is that the game plan? Is you're going to revive Cabbage and then drop the barrier? And I can yes, hold my if, action until if you then? Wanna, yeah, if you want to hold your action, if you can. Yeah, you are behind, so isn't that like a sneak attack bonus? Ooh. If you're holding your action to, like, when the barrier drops, just right in there? I, I, I would think so, yes. I think okay. I would describe um, this as a flank rather than a sneak because the creature, oh, one, has incredibly uh, good perception skills. Yeah, he's like um, kind of And, and is aware that Schmidt is there. But flanking, sure, yeah. Which is an auto crit for certain moves. For Schmidt. Right? Is it? Let me read that. Let tactical read that. advantage gives an automatic crit for Schmidt. So flanking would be, yeah. That's it a tactical would just advantage. Sneak attacks and flanking. Yep. It says it in my, my passive. Yep. Yep. There you go. Okay, so that's what cool. we're going to do. I'm going to hold yep. my action. Mm-hmm. Elodie's going to drop the barrier. And then the second the barrier goes, I want to thunderbolt the panel on the back of it. That seems to be the control unit. Okay. With Diana. Sure. I want to I interact with this and also taunt him. Do you have a I method of sneaking one. that in through the initiative order? I mean, not really, no. Okay. Well, let me, you go after like... Elodie, though, right? Yeah. I do. So, like, if everything goes south, you can just taunt it. Because you go yeah. before it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Okay. And okay. just for, yeah, and one more time, sorry. Just for the clarity, because I know we're, there's a lot of strategizing and it's a tense situation. The baddies are on the move. No additional baddies that aren't already here, that being the armored creature, will arrive until their turn after Gimli's turn. Mm-hmm. They're on the move, sure, and they might do things, but they will not be interacting with the party until their turn. Okay. So hold action. Okay. Hold action. Thunderbolt from Diana. I'm and writing and, that Thunderbolt, yep. Okay, and you did an investigation, so I believe that's two actions. Um, yep. Do you have any bonuses that you want to prepare or do? Nope. Okay. That brings us to Elodie. Um, there's a little bit of shifting in the blimps, as it seems like they are choosing targets, but... They're blimping. Um, they are, there's, they're blimping, baby. They're blimping. And they're again, they're still baby. rotating. It takes a while, you know. Um, yeah. six, six seconds of rotation for a blimp is not very much, but... There's been a several six seconds that have passed, so they're starting to face towards the south. Elodie's turn. All right. I do have six max revives. Okay. Feels like if there were a time to use one, it would be now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I will use one of my six max revives on Cabbage. Okay. You do that. As Cabbage is fully restored to full HP, uh, the Sanctuary Barrier drops. Um, there's no change in demeanor from the armored creature nor Jim Lee. Um, they're still standing where they were, were before. Okay. 
I believe Schmidt's held action goes off now. That is correct. Yep. Thunderbolt. Roll your Thunderbolt. It's a... Oh, it's a save? Right? So it's a... Oh, it's a crit. It's not a crit. Yeah, it's, it's a crit. It's a crit. Get that crit. Okay, so 3d10 plus 4, so 34 automatically. Um, the damage plus. here is neutral. Neutral, hell yeah. Uh, oh, 34 yeah, plus 35. 69? 69 points of damage. Nice. 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 That's pretty good. Um, yep. Yeah, 69 points of damage. You can see in the creature's kind of armor, um, the the barriers and force fields that kind of appear, they, they flicker. Like there's a flash of pink around its body, um, but it seems generally unfazed otherwise. It seems like it just didn't even take damage. It doesn't flinch at all. Okay. Gotta get your hands so, on it. Yep, next next game plan is I gotta get in there and rip that shit apart. I'm already next to it. I'm gonna do that. Okay. Okay. LED, you have more that you can do. One more full action in your bonus actions. Well, administering <laughs> healing to your own Pokemon, do we, are we calling that a bonus? I forget. Uh, yeah, I think it's for yourself or for your Pokemon that's a for bonus me. action. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing that to an allied Pokemon, it would be an action. But no, that's a bonus. Oh, no, I have that reversed, right? No. Yes. It is not a bonus action because okay. it is my own Pokemon. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're fine. I thought about it for a second, too. I was like, yeah, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, yeah. I reversed it. Do you still it. have Aubergine? I do still have Aubergine, and I still have a I bonus action. Now, I know I just said. <laughs> I know I just said last turn. That ancestral fame magic could have made everything worse, but <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it be a hell of a thing if it made it a lot better? You know, okay. like we're at our limit. Yeah, it's, right? the, it's the yeah. Quacko Paco, dude. It's the Quacko Paco. Uh, yeah, no, sometimes go for it. I, honestly, sometimes it's, you have to roll a little ancestral, ancestral fame magic and a copycat of ancestral fame magic. <laughs> you know, yeah. depending on what it is. I well, copycat oh, of hey, you could copycat that Thunderbolt. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna oh, do. Wait. Um, okay. With Albergine's turn, but we'll see. You sh- shouldn't you do that? Before Co- copycat you roll is targeted. It's targeted. Oh, it is targeted in our system. Okay. You're thinking of the video game, which okay. are correct, but yes. I'm just making yeah. sure. No, you're right. You're right. Twenty-one. 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 It's a new one. Interesting. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. Uh, oh no. You guys see his cabbage is immediately revived and then procs ancestral fey magic per the request of Elodie. Um. Her eyes were closed when she was when she was asleep, but uh, when she was knocked out. But when they reopen, um, they gleam red like the meme, like the the the, the red light in her oh, eyes, no. Um, oh, no. like it's the Joe Biden cabbage. meme. Yeah, just like the Joe Biden meme, correct? Um, <laughs> six inches in front of her are like fully eliminated in red in whatever direction that she is facing, um, and she will for the rest of combat any strength bet based check or attack will automatically crit. Good for her. <laughs> Is that a bonus okay. action? can rip that bitch off. Yeah, it is a bonus action. Wait, so like you could go, you could send cabbage to rip the bitch off. We could do that. <laughs> but I don't think we have enough turns. Oh, that was a bonus action. Yeah. So cabbage um, still has a turn. Does she? I don't know. I just revived her. Is Does she have uh, an action? That would count as her action. Or yeah, that'd be Elodie giving a command in quotes. That counts as cabbage's action. Okay. Not ancestral. Oh, I mean. Okay. The revive. I thought the revive was Elodie's action. No, if you have two Pokemon out, you only do Pokemon actions. You get two total actions. The idea, yeah, the logic behind two actions per turn is that it's the trainer giving commands. Um, In the three seconds that a command could be given to Cabbage, Elodie was administering a max revive, if that makes sense. Which is one of the two. Yeah, I could reason maybe forfeiting Aubergine's action if you want. I think it's funny and I think... 
Yeah. Would you rather copy the Thunderbolt and then I rip it off as Gimli? But it being an auto crit, was it? Is that what it is? Is it an auto crit? Yeah. For anything that's oh, strength auto- based. Strength oh, based. Oh, that's funny. So ripping it off is, I would assume, strength based. If you flavor One it as such. Hope. I think it would be extremely Like the funny auto crit is too Honestly, good to Yeah, not. for the comedy, absolutely. I think Cabot should try and rip it off. <laughs> using her <laughs> pure brute Again, the auto pure brute strength just a muscular Jeez, guys thing. it's muscle milk milsery oh my god wait so now cabbage looks like that um that muscular doge meme <laughs> yeah sure yeah, yeah yes let me see what uh, i can we do. Will do that uh so is this your last action yes okay it is an auto crit we are treating the armor as if it has a hit point pool so i'm going to want you to i guess take dazzling gleams max damage and just treat that as the hp that we're doing dazzling gleams max damage is 4d8 plus 9 so whatever that is 4 times 8 is 32 plus 9 is 41 41 i believe that is the case okay and can you describe how cabbage is pulling at or yanking or damaging the armor i i just i imagine i don't know if you flavor intended to flavor it this way but i like to imagine like she is like uh Forming her fey creaminess of her arms into mm-hmm. like really muscular arms and is like <laughs> reaching for this thing yeah. and just yanking on it. That's sick. Attacking with the intention to destroy the armor, dealing neutral damage, Cabbage yanks away at um what like the shoulders head area. Is that what was your description? You described that like that power source on the back. That's what we've been targeting. That's what you're going for? That's okay. So that's behind yeah. that's behind this creature. <laughs> Yes. So you're going to do that. That will provoke an attack of opportunity. Uh, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, we'll get risk you. Risk it for the biscuit. The auto crit is like necessary, right? Yeah. Yeah, it will hit. So the attack of opportunity will come as a reaction. Um, we'll describe that first. Yeah. Um, cabbage pulls at it. It seems like there is some sort of source of some sort that is within the bowels of this armor suit on the back. Um, it seems that the creature within the armor is actually, while they're large and tall, they are fairly skinny. They do not have a lot of flesh on them. Um, they do have a strange rubbery quality to the texture of their flesh, but um, beyond the metal, it's shocking how different their resilience seems to be. Um, cabbage smashes and pulls away at it, and um, the glass that you can peer inside to see the energy source begins to crack, and um, castings and bolts fly off. Uh, it seems that it is taking damage. After Cabbage jumps on there with lightning surprising speed, um, the creature will lift up its hand and um, seemingly out of nowhere, a psychic blast is focused on Cabbage, uh, rolling a 17 to hit. Oh, that will hit. Okay. Um, Dealing 42 points of psychic type damage as Cabbage gets blasted off the back of the armored creature. Um, She's still behind it. Uh, is there anything else for Elodie? Um, so that was... So I Elodie used an action to heal Cabbage. And then make the attack. Um, so it's really just bonuses or freeze at this point. So it's just... Yeah. Um, I was just checking if I still had a bonus action. I think um, all... I, yeah. Copycatting Ancestral Fame Magic, I think, is the only thing you can do. It is an action, but when we use it to target bonus action, we've ruled it before that it was a bonus action. So... Oh, interesting. We did. Unless okay. Aubergine has another bonus action. I think that's that's what we did uh, in the past. Yes. So I'm happy to keep that being a thing. Um, I was going to uh, Elodie's party time. 
Okay, you can do that too. As a bonus action, I will Elodie's party time, Gimli. Okay. Okay, great. Uh, and that'll be my turn. That is that. Um, in between turns, you notice that the largest cannon on one of the blimps retargets. Um, it had an original target, and now it is starting to move again. And the armored creature says, it appears that you did not accept our deal. Unfortunate. And he lifts one of his three-fingered hands in preparation to do something. Uh, Gimli, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, first, Trevor is going to use a free action to trigger Mountain's Call. Okay. Uh, so that is a DC 18 strength save to everything within 60 feet uh, to then target Trevor. So. Okay. We could we could argue that a portion of the mob would target Trevor and then definitely the armored creature. Is that what right. we're going for? Oh, I would agree with that. Okay. If you want to opt out of part of the mob, you could. But if you want them, then you can have them. No, that's fine. Okay. Um, the armored creature rolls. Gets a 14 on the die. Oh, I am going to reveal their strength mod. That is unfortunate. Um, that's going to bring them up to an 18. Does, uh, it, uh, oh, does that mean when it meets it, they save? Yeah. Yes, correct. And then the mob gets a dirty 11. They will not be passing. So I will still look to iron defense with Trevor for the incoming mob. Okay. Um, I'm going to say roughly great. 15 of them feel influenced. So iron defense gives him plus six to his AC. And he only takes neutral damage now. Right. For the turn. So he is at 23 AC. Okay. Um, then uh, Gimli will uh, <laughs> will try to do this, uh, inspired by Cabbage's maneuver, and try to do the same uh, to rip off the uh, the material that's holding this suit together. Okay. Yeah. Describe how you do so. Would you use an attack? Are you just kind of strengthening it? I would be strengthening it. You know, I would be full athletic strengthening it. So. Just charging? perhaps yeah okay um, just with the intention to break uh with the in oh i want to like i want to target i want to get to the back to like okay it. that's another attack of opportunity um, okay that's but, fine. Um, does it get an attack of opportunity more than once per round of combat um in this instance yes not all creatures but this particular one does have that ability okay. um essentially unlimited reactions i did crit it okay great yeah, let's do the let's same. Go. Let's do a similar thing that we did for cabbage, and just choose your main attack, which in my head is probably rock slide, um, and just treat that as a crit, and we will deal that as damage. As Gimli? Oh, you're doing it. Gimli's doing it. I'm. I'm the person. Oh doing shit! It. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not. Trevor. Trevor's just a wall right now. Let's. Yeah, I'm doing it. Let's say like, I don't know. Your son's involved here. Let's do like five d five d twelve maybe. Okay. Really feeling fatherly right now. Papa Bear's coming. Okay, that's a uh, 5d12 was 45 points of damage. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Um, and you're, charge you're charging at this back thing? Yeah, the, the, the intent of it is like how Cabbage did, where it's like just grip yep. and try, because it seems like the power source is like yeah. in the case or something. Yeah, we're really yeah, not that's... dealing damage to the creature, we're dealing damage to the armor, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It does have a pool. It has. It is reinforced, um, but it does take a significant chunk here as Gimli charges it. Um, in the meantime, the armored creature uh, forces subjects Gimli to a psychic attack, but he perseveres through it. He's still going to take damage, but just for flavor, um, he receives the attack and continues to charge into the back. And um, he is unable to push it forward. It seems like the creature is like steadily suspended in the air somehow using psychic powers. Um, but there is increasing damage to the back, and it begins to spark a little bit. 
Um, again, the creature within is unfazed. Gimli, a 23 should hit. Yeah. Okay. Taking only 20 points of psychic type damage. Um, Nothing. As a result. So now Gimli and Cabbage and Schmidt and Schmidt's Pokemon are all behind the armored creature. Anything else for Gimli? Um, no, that is it. Okay. We're on the baddies turn, but we're also on the goodies turn. It is at this time that the mob makes it to Schmidt and his Pokemon, as well as a few of them begin to target um, Trevor. And Soli's up there too, so a few of them are going to target mm-hmm. Soli. So um, we're going to say a check for attacking Quacko. That's a 13 to hit. Does not. Attacking Diana. That's a 21 to hit. That does. Attacking Schmidt. That is a 26 to hit. Where's my AC? That hits. Anyways, that's 26. <laughs> what am I saying? Um, yeah, it's like, oh, let me double check my AC. <laughs> attacking Soli. That's a 15 to hit. Um, 15 does yeah. not hit. And then the bit that attacks Trevor, that is a 16 to hit, which will not, I'm assuming. Oh, that, that does not hit. It's 23 AC, so. Okay. Um, the damage they're dealing here to the Pokemon that they made contact with, with a, I think is just Quacko, right? Quacko. Or was it just Diana? Sorry, it was Diana, just, yeah. It was just Quacko Diana. Saved. Um, Diana takes, oh. sorry? Oh, no, I gotta, I do have to roll damage for them swinging at me, though. Oh, regardless of what their roll to hit was? Because I don't think uh, they broke the armor class. If they do so with a melee attack, it does not matter if they break the AC. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, if they attack the user with a melee. Okay. Um, as the creatures draw close, um, Schmidt can observe, and the rest of the party, that the trend among them all is that they are all psychic types. And they all are all riddled with scars and deformities, and there's something that is not quite right with their faces. Um, they pummel into and launch psychic attacks into Diana, um, dealing 39 points of damage. Uh, this is the same sum of damage that would be dealt to Trevor, not considering any of the bonuses he has going. That Trevor didn't get hit. It Apparently, it doesn't matter what the armor class is. It says specifically, if those compelled to attack the user do so with a melee attack, they take damage. Yeah. Even if the attack fails. Oh, the, the attackers take damage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, they're not dealing damage to Trevor. That's what I thought. I was confused. No. Um, okay. And they're taking recoil damage from that. What's the amount? It's their, uh, oh, oh, my level and D4. So let me roll this one, too. Uh, they each take 28 points of typeless damage. Nice. Um, this causes a couple of them to fall over um, as they do not have any fighting energy left in them after their attacks are thrown back at them by Trevor. Um, and Schmidt ends up taking 14 points of psychic damage as they pummel into his body as well. Um, at this time, uh, Delaney and Brandon kind of come to their senses and they're a little off to the side. They're off to the Northwest and they come running towards the Paco and they, they kind of say, what's going on? And Brawley and one gym trainer come up from the South. Um, and Brawley says, I'm here to help. Whoa. What is that thing? He says, as he looks at the armored creature, break its armor (laughs) at this time. Uh, it seems the blimp cannons have chosen their target, and the admins are, of course, taking their time walking up. They don't feel threatened. Um, the three Pokemon that are with them, I described them a little bit, but I will name them as such. Rada's Agron. You also have Yuri's Basculegion, in case that wasn't identified. I think you guys thought it was a Melodic before. Um, and as well as Semele and her Malamar. 
um, is the, the crew that is advancing, and they are taking their Danal time. You do notice that all the admins, as they're approaching forward, um, Rada takes what seems to be a large, sharp syringe and jams it into his agron. Um, Semele pulls out a little transponder device and presses a button. And uh, Uranus uh, procures some sort of lather from a, a container in his pocket and rubs it onto Basque Legion. And they begin to glow mysteriously. Simultaneously, uh, the armored creature lowers his three-fingered hand as if to signal a command, and the blimps fire. Um, they One of them targets the Dufer Town Community Center. It explodes. There are smitherings blown all over the place, and there is smoke in the air. One of the other rockets targets the Dufer Town Gym, um, partially destroying the building, blowing up half of it on the eastern side. The final rocket launches in the middle of the residential district. Several homes are destroyed, and people run away from the flames. With Duford Town in shambles and a terrorist attack underway, that is where we will end the session. Hello, and thank you for listening to the 80th episode of Dunsparce and Drampa. It is only thanks to your support that we're able to record the podcast for this long, and we look forward to continuing to do so for another 20 episodes through episode 100 and hopefully beyond. Very extra special thanks to our patrons on Patreon who provide us with the means to make this all possible, especially our latest patrons, Violet and Ashley. If you would like to support the podcast in this way, please consider it. Patrons gain access to post-show discussions for every group episode, early access to select content, and much more. Check it out along with our other pages on linktree slash dunsparse, L-A-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash dunsparse. Thank you so much, and we will see you on March 11th. I don't know about you, but... Are you feeling 22? <laughs> Goes got twenty two. Yeah. Is there a rogue in the party? Taylor Swift reference? Yeah. <laughs> well, she right. did just win the Super Bowl, so that's true. Single handedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah she she bought the whole thing out. She was probably on camera the most, so it makes sense. I love that we're like at the <laughs> crux of like the one of three crucial combats, and we're talking about Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. I'm not mad. That's delightful. I just think it's very funny that there's a important plot moment happening and we're like yeah Taylor Swift. oh yes Taylor Swift. <laughs> love that the the google the clutch thank you pythagoras and the google the google <laughs>